0: Hey, and welcome to the Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King. If this is your first time listening, this is the Heavy Sweater Podcast, a deep dive into the beginnings of musicians and bands of the heavy variety. And this week on the podcast, we have The Wandering. Uh, I'm actually really fucking sick right now. Um, I have a really bad head cold. And I know it's a head cold because I've had COVID, so it's not that but yeah the wandering are on the podcast this week fucking excellent dudes jordan and jamie from the wandering killer band so and honestly if you're listening to this because of the wandering you already know that they're a fucking sick band so you don't need me to tell you they have a new song out at the moment it's been out for a fucking minute actually a beautiful agony it's so sick go check it out wherever you listen to music and with all that being said it's sunday and you know what that means
1: Hey guys, how you doing? Good, mate. How's yourself? Good. Fucking COVID
0: free now. Fucking killing it. COVID free? (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: I got got COVID. Don't know where I got it, but I got it and it fucking rolled me. How long ago was that? Uh, Like a week ago.
1: Oh, true. So it's fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. Uh, I don't
0: don't know if I'll catch it again. There's like no like information. I'm like, can you get COVID again? It's like, ah, maybe.
1: Yeah. I'm like,
0: Cool, Google, sick.
1: (laughs) Man, newey has been popping off with it like ever since the end of last year. And it's been ducking and weaving and somehow (laughs) managed to escape it. Hey, haven't had it.
0: Yeah. I've gone so long without getting it. And then just out of nowhere, COVID.
2: Yeah.
1: It's one of those things, right? Where it's gonna happen at
2: some point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I just wanted to like get through my work holidays without catching it because the last thing I wanted to do (laughs) was have a time off work and then just sit at home. So yeah, fuck Now now that I've finished work, I'm happy to get it, but I don't want to get it. (laughs) It's coming up. And my my luck now will be will be like two days out from a gig. Yeah COVID.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm lucky I've got one this weekend. Yeah. So no COVID for this weekend. I'm fucking stoked. Hell yeah. Well um we'll get into because there's two of you, we'll get into who's who, what you're doing the band, and then we'll get into like your music
2: beginnings. For sure. I'll go first then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I am Jamie and I am the vocalist. Sick. Yeah, I'm, I'm Glassy and I'm
1: the third best guitarist, second best vocalist, and Sick. runner up best drummer.
0: Oh, fuck yeah.
1: I mostly play guitar.
0: <laughs> Sick. <laughs> cool. Well, um, we'll get into like where heavy-ish music starts for you. And do you both remember like the first heavy-ish band you ever
2: heard? Radio. so uh I mean I started out in primary school listening to like Limp Biscuit, Lincoln oh, Park and everything yes. I know I, we're going away back because I'm 30 now so this okay, is yeah. this is a while ago um and I think it was year seven uh one of my oh, friends yeah. we're on the backseat bandits on the bus on the way home yep. and she was like <laughs> sharing headphones on the way home and she's like you have to listen to this I was like oh what's this and it's uh the slipknot self-titled album. Oh, and, such a good fucking album. Well, everything went from there. Sick. Slipknot humble beginnings in Slipknot and uh yeah, the sky was the limit after that. But hearing that intro and then when sick came in, I, I didn't even know what a double kick was. So, like, <laughs> yeah. How was this guy doing yeah. that?
1: Sick still holds up too. If I like oh, yeah. if I'm like fucking to listen to Slipknot, Sick is one of my go tos still. Yeah. Yeah, that and disaster
0: pieces because the hardest lyric intro ever, slit your throat and fuck the wound, is like the most brutal shit of all time. Definitely.
2: So yeah, that's pretty much one of the only bands that I can remember exactly where I was, what I was doing when I first heard them. Because I was like, Yeah, this is insane.
0: Yeah. Fuck yeah.
2: Yeah, that was uh where it all started for me. See, what about you, man? Um
1: Pretty similar, just a different era of slipknot, I guess. I remember okay. I'd always liked rocky sort of music and I was always into wrestling and like Tony Hawks and stuff. And they always had a bit more of the heavier sort of side of music in there. Yeah, so such a
0: great conversation now.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, and that's how that's so that's I grew up playing those sort of things and been heaps into that. But yeah, um back in the day on Channel V on Foxtel and stuff, when they used to have a lot more heavy music on it, yeah. I remember seeing Slipknot live at Big Day Out that set oh, that they did there around yes. the seminal versus, yep and the one where um
2: was that like 2005 clown. or something yeah it
0: something was around like then and clown yeah. gets
2: in a fight with uh
0: sid in the set yeah i think yeah that's the yeah, one yeah. cuz he's one. like that's that's the taking standard. the bandages off and then sid comes over and is like fuck you
1: don't yeah. No, yeah. that's, that's exactly the one. So yeah. yeah, I remember seeing that and like they played, um, I think it might've been before I forget or wait and bleed before they played a live song oh, and yeah. the melody hooked me in because obviously I wasn't heating the screen the and I was only in primary school and I, I hadn't really been exposed to that sort of thing. And then yeah. they, they put on the live set and it was just the closest thing to a horror movie in real life that i've ever seen like 100%. and i was just captivated captivated by it and so yeah
2: pretty similar to jamie Yeah, slipknot was the one that that sort yeah. of started that and then Seems like everyone yeah. from that era slipknot was slipknot yeah. was the uh definitely the one i've 100%. described them as
0: like the the path dividing band like if you've listened to like emo and like radio rock around that time, once you discover Slipknot, it's like, I'm a fucking heavy guy now. Yeah. Heavy
1: music is sick. Yeah. And so that's that's how it sort of started with me. Hey, so I got into Slipknot and I was in- into that, but I wasn't into like much other heavier stuff. And then once I got into okay. high school, that was when that real emo sort of scene phase happened. Yep. And yeah. And then there was like bands like Prom Queen and Parkway and stuff yeah. who the older guys at Fuck school yeah. were heaps into and being like, a Younger guy who would play guitar, you look up to the older guys who were playing music too and were in bands and they were playing more metal course or sort the of death core stuff, and that just yeah, got yeah. gradually heavier and heavier and heavier. And
2: still to this day, that's I can, where like, high school for me as well sort of ventured to like the prom queen and everything like that. I still remember the red Shore dropped, uh, oh, uncon- unconsecrated, so and I remember cool. listening to that on my way to uh school one morning. I was like, I this could be too heavy, I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> for too heavy just yet like so this good. is the most insane thing I've ever heard but something about it just kept drawing you back and drawing you back yeah and uh, that's where the really heavy floodgates opened from then on <laughs> The guy well, and numb. I
1: I love the red shore didn't matter too. how heavy it was I love the red shore too but I know that Jamie sweats them a lot more than I do <laughs> uh, and yeah. now yeah. I like them a lot and yeah. so that's saying a lot about how much Jamie likes the red Shore. and I saw him at Invasion Fest a couple oh, of years ago fuck man like that was crazy. Like yeah. the mix, how tight they were still after all this time. And they're not easy songs to play. Like no. I can't imagine, I, man, like we haven't played gigs in ages and to play our songs that we haven't played in maybe like a year, I, we get to crack and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I think this is how this riff goes? Yeah. And to play like songs like that after like 10 years off or something like that. And still just be that crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's nuts. Wow. Yeah.
0: I get like that after a couple of months. I'll go like practice. I forgot we had an entire song the other day. I was like, what <laughs> comes awesome. next? And they're like, this song. I was like, fuck off. We don't have a song called that. <laughs> it was fun. That's sick. Cool. So Slipknot is the starting point for both of you. And so we're all around the yeah, same age, I'm guessing, because you just said you're 30, I'm yeah, 27, yeah. and you're held. I'm 27 too. So. Fuck yeah, they're all, all the same age, getting into Slipknot at the same time. Up. Fuck yeah.
1: That's it. <laughs> I really think it was like that era, man. Like that era, they were just like a that band that was, was just heavier yeah. than everyone else. They looked yeah. different than everyone else. They were like, they are obviously still a massive band. They sell at arenas, but I really feel yeah. like that was when they were like peaking almost. I kind of feel like they still play massive shows, as I said, but. That intensity and that sort of real sort of like aggressive appeal that they used yeah. to have really started waning around like all hope is lost. Like gone they started on, yeah all hope is gone, sorry. Yeah. Um yeah. really started <laughs> to lose that sort of edge. Like yeah. still cool, there's yeah. still hectic songs, but that intensity, that first thing that really drew them, and that might just because I was getting older as that sort of that album come out and that later albums come out too. that yeah. Maybe I just wasn't, it didn't hit me as hard as what it did when I hadn't seen something like that before. But yeah. those if I go on a Slipknot binge, man, it's always the first three albums that I'll get yeah. back to. And just every song I'm still, I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. sick.
0: I think so, like I think, to go back glassy. to that, like their change happened after volume three as well, where like Corey stopped drinking. They were less into drugs. The label was more like, hey, like we can make more money off you if you have more of a rock sound. So then by the time All Hope Is Gone comes out, it's like, it's pretty single-heavy, lots of soft songs, but there's still some fucking yeah. oh, there's beefy still some voice.
2: uh, there are some riffs on there. Yeah, there's, some there's fucking really good moments too. Some last um, beats and shit. <laughs> That's
1: good. That, that was the fast in, intensity of it was what like really drew me in. Like how it was yeah. just they had the melodic side and that was cool, and I could help break the song up. But just the chaos of it all—that was their big appeal. Like, yeah.
2: so Glass yeah. and I debate this all the time. But what do you think their favorite album is? Their favourite? Uh, no, your favourite, sorry. My favourite. My bad. <laughs>
0: uh, I actually thought about this the other day. It is volume three. Yeah,
2: yeah right. That's, might might me too. I was, I I was sick. Well, I was yeah, sick. I was my
0: go-to. But it's like so top heavy that like by the time you get to the end, you're like, I just want to go back to the start. Because it's like the first no, seven oh, songs really? are just like rippers. Like
2: they all fuck oh, so wow. hard. I think the whole album is, yeah. It's got a that, um, to it though, it, it, it does. Might be a The generational production thing. album, too.
1: Maybe, again, yeah. Like, both being 27, like, that was the album I, like, I got that album for Christmas. That was the one that I spun the most. Yeah, now going back, I can I, I still listen to the first two and rate them heaps. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's more a nostalgia thing for me that maybe because like, I own that CD and I listen to
2: it heaps and stuff like that. that. Like, volume three was the first album I bought with my own money, so oh, that's it sick. holds a special place. <laughs> that's but, sick. but uh, at the same time. I don't know. I think as I've got older, I've appreciated Iowa way more. Yeah,
0: so it comes from a more dark place, and you can feel. It does.
2: It. To be a I fly like, on the wall while they recorded that album would be. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: the coolest thing about
2: that is too
1: is like when they had like Wait and Bleed and like it had catchy choruses and their labels like, like we want you to do a whole album like that and they were just like fuck that nah. and they just done something they turned <laughs> yeah. everything up to eleven like yeah. I can appreciate that. I reckon that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Definitely. That's fucking sick. Cool. And then from Slipknot, is that where both of you are like, I want to be in bands
2: and shit too? Um, for me, no, not straight away. Like okay. that was only year seven. So being in a band wasn't even on my radar. Okay. It wasn't until um year 12 where one of my mates um already started a band and they were finally getting to the point where they wanted to play shows. Okay. And he was like, I don't want to fucking play vocals, and guitar at the same time. If you want to join the band, I'll teach you how to do vocals and because that's a shitload easier than teaching you how to play guitar. I was like, yeah, sure. (laughs) So he taught me how to scream and that's sort of where I was like, yeah, this is mad. This is hectic. So that was, yeah, I think the start of year 12, we started doing (laughs) that. So 2009. And I went from there. Fuck yeah, sick. Mine goes back. Mine goes back. Fucking... 2004
1: Christmas holidays, I think. So, grew oh, up yeah. growing up in, yeah, man, he's <laughs> young. Growing up, as I said, like always really appreciated music. I'd always ask, Chris, like, said, each Christmas, I always like, even from a young age, when like my parents used to put the wiggles on, I'd be like pretending to play piano on the arm, like the arm of the lounge. Like, oh, okay, yeah, you were great. Sort of Not great. Yeah. Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Was, like, Dorothy <laughs> or whoever, like, with the shirt yeah. today, it's probably, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, man, like, Always sort of gravitated towards music, and there was that Christmas holiday in particular in 2004. We used to skate, we used to go out on our bikes we used to do all the stuff that kids would do. Like, we lived in a little suburb where there were heaps of kids in similar ages, and a neighbor could play guitar. I was like, I'll sing, let's start a band. And we had no money, we had no gear. Liam, who plays bass in The Wandering we were like he wanted to play a drum and we had no money to afford drums drums are too loud yeah. there was no way i parents were buying drums yeah. so we fashioned this drum kit out of like paintings and everything like that that's fucking sick wanted, yeah and like we made this like real shitty band never played a gig we we're like we're gonna play gigs and make to to cds and like, yeah. we were like <laughs> so sick. so we're, we're so naive everything but it was one of the most notable songs like looking back it was one of the most fun summers i've ever had and yeah so sort of started this bug and then started playing guitar, and as I said, going into high school, that was when the the real emo scene sort of thing was yeah. popping off and was real big, and there was heaps of older musicians at the school who were playing in bands who were heavier. Yeah. And so coming into high school, seeing all the older guys who you kind of, like, oh, they're real cool, and, like, these guys play guitar, they play heavy music. That's how I started getting into that. And okay. from a, a man, it looks like you got guitars in the background, yep. obviously a music yourself, like, yep. you know, playing heavy stuff it's better than just playing four chords. Like, yeah. like there's the acoustic stuff. I like that. But as a musician playing fast, heavy stuff, not only do I like it, but I find it's, it, it's so much more fun. So, yeah, yeah. Coming so up with a sick riff and you're just like, oh, and then like it's a little It's so satisfying riff, dissonant when you chord. listen to it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so good. So good.
0: Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's sick. Cool. So like, were there any bands in particular that like made that shift happen for you to be like, I can do that too.
2: Uh, like, so you're talking local or just in general? In general, it can be local. In general, that's what gets you going because, like, around um, yeah, like last year, was saying around that time when I started in the band, it was like the scene days, so it was like a day to remember, and I called the prom queen and everything yeah, yeah. that was really like, yeah, let's do that. Because we we played a prom queen cover and we played it in a day to Fuck remember yeah. cover. What'd you play? Was-
0: what prom queen song?
2: Um, it was saying goodbye. Oh, ah, Say so goodbye. good. Cliché, incredible. And, um, what was the uh, day to remember song that we did? Um, it was only a very short one, it's not important, okay. it was, but yeah, it was great. <laughs> so, I think that would have the, like, the f- couple of bit because I always just wanted to sound like Ed Butcher, like that's yeah. all I wanted to sound like back in those days. Well, so. It was the sound at the
1: time though? Like, I remember yeah.
2: hearing that album, and
1: yeah.
2: it, like, especially in Say Goodbye, when he's
1: like, the sound, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, it was a lot more guttural than like. Yeah all the other sort of medical vocalists at the time
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh, time, Rody it was like- and Gargly, it was great so yeah, yeah. that would probably like the bands where i was like hey yeah fuck i want to be in a band well like obviously i was already in a band but I was yeah, like yeah. yeah this is I want to keep doing this because this is so much fun yeah every time you play that everyone knew those songs so yeah. if you're <laughs> playing a place for the first time everyone's like hey you know this and everyone got into it you're like yeah mad yeah. okay this is sick this is what i want to do fuck yeah
1: sick one was sort of like around the same time I started playing guitar in early high school and there were a bunch of gigs on around Newcastle, but where I was living at the time, uh, just under an hour away from Newcastle, and that's where a lot of the the local all-ages shows were at a bunch of venues. There. there were other ones scattered around, but it was a bit hard to get uh, the in there on weekends and yeah, The Loft, it was an awesome venue. It's a shame it shut down me, but some of the best nights of my youth were honestly spent there. and so hard to get to Newcastle to do that and that's where a lot of the bands who were at my high school were playing at the time and then up the road in a town called curry curry there was okay. a gig at the skate park and there was a band called Alay the sea who were from so imagine curry curry is like Springfield Cessnock, yeah. where this band was from was like Shelbyville yeah and so like it's close enough but it still seems like forever away growing yeah, up yeah, yeah. there and um they were banned from there and they played at the local skate park at some sort of youth fest. Okay. And it was the first time that like you'd you'd hear the guys jamming at school, but it was the first time I've ever seen a heavy band. It was a local band, but it made it seem not just like a pipe dream, but tangible. You're like, these are the, here are these guys who are like from an area near me who are tiny bit older, but can play just as well as I could, who are actually doing this to a level. that's really good. And it just made it so much more real. that It's like, i wanted to do that because like, it wasn't just like oh I was starting the band and writing songs and doing that like it's just it's something that really good musos do it was something that i could see like hey i could actually do this and yeah. it's the start of this bug in the band like man i want to be in a band like it's it does it seems so much fun seems really yeah, fun yeah. so that's that's the probably the one that really sticks out like as a light switch moment where i was like man this is what i want to do like heavy i like heavy music it's fun to play I could actually probably do this. So yeah, that was the first
0: one. one. That's the yeah, that's sick. I think I remember hearing about the loft like a like maybe almost a year ago now. I did one of these with uh, my old vocalist from my last band, and he grew up in Newcastle as well. Ben White. And he used to be in a oh fuck a Night in Paris.
1: Yeah, it does ring bells. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He was they, in that. I think video. they were from. I think they were from Sydney. Yeah, yeah. They, he he, he was probably like probably played there.
0: Yeah, he was like, I lived, I grew up in Cronulla, but I'm, I grew up in Newcastle, but I'm from Cronulla. I'm like, those aren't even the same place, bro. <laughs> like, nah, what are you, yeah, how you like, talking about? Like, <laughs> I grew up in Sydney, like all the time. Like, going to Western Sydney for like drag racing and shit. While like, I know where Cronulla is, and I know where Newcastle is. They're not the same fucking
1: place, bro. Yeah, nah. Cronulla doesn't even identify in Sydney. They're <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like we're not it's even a, in Sydney. We're it's a, in a, a fucking it's a yeah. cesspool. It's a cesspool. It's disgusting. Um, but Man, yeah, he was we, telling we, me we, about yeah. Oh, all I was going to say was, like, they're such proud people. When I started dating my missus at the time, she was living in the Shire. Yeah, and this is, like, a year and a half after the Sharks won their first group, like, rugby league <laughs> oh, the yeah, final. Yeah. so final. And everyone's crazy. still got the stickers on their car, stickers in yeah. shop windows. <laughs> yeah. And the people from the Shire are just um, different breed, man. they yeah, do actually be group if people. We're like, they're, they're like newer, it's kind of like New It's kind of like Sydney, they like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Sydney's, like, uh, it's their Clarence
0: from Big Le's.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, but
1: yeah, yeah. But, uh, the loft was honestly sick though, man. It was really, really cool. It was yeah. um shows there used to pack out all the time. Bigger bands tended to play like an over 18 show at the Cambridge Hotel. And then yeah. they'd always put on like an all-ages show at the loft. So you yeah, get yeah. massive bands rolling through. And it was just awesome. And like you're still feeling like the after effects of having a venue like that because so many people who still come to shows in newcastle now and granted they are all over 18 now like yeah, yeah, yeah. were people who used to go to shows back then so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it was a venue that had such an impact on people yeah from such a young age so it is a shame dude like real big shame that it's no longer a thing
0: yeah scenes yeah.
1: need places like that because
0: i remember when like ben was telling me it was like fucking bleeding through did a matinee and they played the loft in the day, and then the Cambridge at nighttime. The loft show had like yeah, nobody there. I was like, "Who the fuck is not going to bleeding through at an All Ages <laughs> show? Like that's fucking sick."
1: Yeah, yeah. bleeding it's through the loft. back in the nuts day. too, man. Yeah. Do you ever I remember know. a band called Pledge This from Sydney? Yes, like mock Breakdown I think band. So.
0: Yeah, I remember. I remember hearing the name.
1: Yeah, so they were just a straight up more sort of like a case strain meets a muir sort of style. Oh, yeah. And towards the end, like as the loft was ending, I, th- I think it either changed owners or the youth people who used to look after it and no, looked after it and the council took it over. Okay, and, and the council
2: they had, they put on definitely it. definitely getting way too involved.
1: Yeah, oh, they, they saw come it as to- a
2: massive saw it as a massive liability, and they're like, "Oh, this moshing." Whoa. Yeah, they were coming to
1: shows and seeing people get hit and like moshing, and even though everyone was there enjoying it, and they they, they were just like, "We're going to be liable for so much here." So then they tried a the thing where it was, I think it was like two point five meters by two five, 2.5 meters square that they taped on the ground, and they're like, "This it's is a where square. you oh. did nothing. <laughs> and mosh, nowhere else moshing. Oh man, it was painful, but people, like, I'll be honest, they weren't respecting, you. they were just pitting regardless of them, like, that's it, no more Fuck <laughs> yeah. it done. And then there was Pledge This were on a tour, and in Heart's Wake were on a tour, and they did a sideshow there, and it, I think because it wasn't booked through Unified, they got to play, like, the Night is for Hunting and stuff like that. Okay. So they played, like, their march song, and Pledge This played before them, and you could see this tension building up in the room where people were trying to, like, <laughs> mosh, but they couldn't. And everyone's got, like, this blue ball sort of thing. And then <laughs> as soon as... It was, man. It was, like, it was a mosh blue ball. so sick. Yeah, you could see that everyone's just sitting there, like, shaking, like, oh, I need to pit. And then yeah. as soon as Inhouse weight come out, and this is, like, not a big in fan anymore, but this is when they had their yeah. first album and they had a lot of hype. Oh, yeah. And I actually, Divination at the time, industry. yeah, at the yeah, time yeah. I was heaps into it, especially when they played the noise for hunting. Yeah, and they, it starts off with that drum feel. And it's like,
0: oh yeah, the noise.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as soon as that happened, the whole room is chaos. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. mate, <laughs> my mate, um, <laughs> was like, hitting, he's, the seco's pulling him out and he's still swinging on the way out the door. Stuff,
0: what a fucking yeah,
1: legend. Yeah, and the, and the security was just like, they shut everything off, the gigs cancelled and they just turned all the power off and that could have oh. blown up in Wake's hands. And yeah, yeah. Hartswake got blowing up too. And I'm pretty sure that was the last notable show at the loft. I think yeah, they put on, I don't like, remember like, really. The smaller ones, but then it just petered right out. Like, yeah, yeah. There
2: was nothing heavy after that. I think that was oh, the last
0: yes. heavy show. At the time, as well, like heavy music was so local. Heavy music was so prominent that it was like yeah, it was yeah, small towns like Newcastle. Newcastle too. Too. Yeah, yeah, That's when
2: Newcastle actually had a scene. Like yeah, now it's that, right um, in between
0: Brizzy and Sydney, and like Byron yeah. bands are coming down and shit.
2: But you still had like <clears throat> such a massive group of people who are all under eighteen that still wanted to go to shows. Now there's yeah. nothing like that. Yeah, nothing. So there's always still shame. new
1: faces. Like when you put on an over 18 show, there's always people there who like I have never seen before. So there's yeah. all there's still new people coming out, but it is a shame. It's not just like Newcastle. Like, we speak in Newcastle because it's something we can relate to, but yeah. it happens everywhere. Like
2: yeah. Uh, yeah 10 it plus like, years ago, it there comes was... through and it's all 18 plus now. I you don't really see any yeah. all age shows anymore. Yeah. Well, well, there's, there's like been, a couple in
1: Brisbane. Yeah, yeah Melbourne's got Wrangler. Where where's some in Brisbane?
0: Uh, so Brisbane are usually There's a place Oh fuck There's Nambour Black Box Theatre up in Nambour On the sunny coast Um yeah. And then it's just like PCYCs and bowls clubs That like will do All ages shows up here
2: Does it happen It's a shame
0: that they don't put on more
2: license. Often. All ages yeah. shows Like Kill yeah. Two yeah. Birds One Stone Like yeah, I, I, I
1: think that might be a insurance thing Or a liability yeah, thing but it's, Yeah it's more of a like Either way thing. it is a, Yeah but, it's It is a shame man It really is But
0: They could get away with it, just fucking X hands, like go fucking straight old school, X the kids, and then everybody else check IDs. It's fine.
1: Yeah, exactly. Everyone's checking in now anyway. So, like, you'd you'd be able to figure out, like, from like a Service New South Wales account or something. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. you can't really bullshit it.
2: Yeah, it is a shame though, because like being young and being like under 18, going to shows that young was some of the best nights of your life back then yeah and now kids don't really have that option to do that as free well, what else what
1: else could you do as like as like under 18 you couldn't go to the pub you couldn't go out to the bars or clubs or anything like yeah. that so you go and, to a show. And, yeah it was like a massive social event and it's like yeah. there were so many people like mates that i had who would go who weren't necessarily into that kind of music and when they see heavy music live it clicks a lot more they're like yeah, oh yeah. i get it It's actually yeah. sick and like you see people watching and you see heaps of people that are getting into it, it's infectious. And so those yeah. people who, A, that we're only going for a social thing, then that venue was a gateway for them to actually get into that kind yeah. of music. for sure. And it's, man, it, it does suck. It really does. And it's like, it sort of makes you a bit nervous as to like the future of like heavy music in the country when you don't have like yeah. these next generation of people coming up. But then, it, then I guess you think about it, you know, like that works with every scene, I guess, yeah. because... Yeah man there's just no venues that are willing to do that so yeah. yeah it's just is what it is grateful that like the internet and social media and everything is so prominent these days though because you yeah. can still get into music and there's things like now like podcasts like this one where yeah if you're not going to shows and things like that you can still have some sort of involvement so yeah. well
0: this is more yeah. for like people that listen to like heavy music and are interested in australian heavy music to like get to know these people in bands that they see online or see in shows and, like, then they can then feel, like, sort of a connection and invest more into, like, Australian bands.
1: Yeah, Yeah. 100%. I think it's sick, man. I think it's such a good idea.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sick. Cool. Um, And then from all the way back then, like, getting into, like, bands and shit in the beginning, what's, like, the journey through from there like so you're in your first band and then you're doing vocals want to be ed butcher what yeah. gets you to the wandering from there
2: um it was a bit of a journey like after that high school band uh it broke up after high school unfortunately because like my mate moved over to perth I and am. it just fizzled out yeah eventually tried to start another band with a few other people. And it was just a constant like dead end. Like it's hard enough to motivate yourself sometimes, let alone motivate like five other dudes. <laughs> five other fucking people. Yeah, So it, it can be pretty hard to uh, always be on the same page and be as motivated as each other. I think well, I took another, so that was 2009, the high school band, then a couple of years of trying to start another band, which was always failing. I was in one for probably like a uh, six months and we didn't really do too much. We played a few shows and that was sort of it. And then Glassy actually hit me up and was like, hey, I uh, want to start something. And I was like, yeah, of course I want to start something. Yeah. And that became our last band. When, what year was that? That was like twenty. I
1: think, no, we would have started talking late 2013, started writing most of 2014, probably. Yeah well so, it started 2015
2: and 2014 we were an actual band but. Okay. yeah yeah so and yeah sort of eventually finally led to that um years of trying and failing and um yeah and then we were in that band for what like four years about four yeah. years or so and um now the wandering when yeah. we uh broke up with the last band we actually were like oh let's do something a bit different i like, will a bit of like a metalcore band a bit of middle of the road you could go heavy you could go soft mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have been a surprise and after that we'll just sort of burnt out from heavy music so we're like oh let's do like melodic hardcore or like with under sort of vibes yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we went to a die art show and we're like oh fuck like i miss miss seeing all the boys <laughs> and i miss play like heavy music like let's just do a fuck off heavy band and play heavy music again yeah so it. and then the wandering started
0: that's sick. I think like that's a big part in like your journey as a musician as well of like trying to start bands and it just being like dead ends all the fucking yeah, time. So like definitely. it kind of puts you through like how bad do you actually want it? Yeah, no. Like, exactly. How much how much shit will you eat to get to what you want to do? I ate a lot of
2: shit. Yeah, <laughs> but we got there in the end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's working out great. No, yeah, exactly. And yeah. Oh, it was working out great until the start of twenty twenty yeah fuck. <laughs> then it's sort of uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> no no Ate, joke man. We were, yeah we planned like so as jamie said we played in bands for ages coming into the wandering we made all these plans like we're not only playing in bands for a while do you get more confident on stage more yeah. like solid as a musician but you understand like what how you to make to your do. time effort money go yep. as far as it possibly can yeah. And dude, like the first year and a half with the wandering, we were just kicking goal after goal. We were like yeah. on this upward trajectory. Like, man, our, our second ever show was in Brisbane. We were like, our, our second, third, and fourth show were on the road. Like, we hit the road straight yeah, away. That's like see. Yeah, dude, we, uh, international supports, like playing sold out shows everywhere, like on the up and up. And we're going to release yeah. an EP in 2020, things that was going to be our real sort of like breakout year. And then through no real fault of our own, like, we just hit roadblock and dead end after dead end and it's the most frustrating thing in the world hey when it's like as a new band who's coming up who's like i mean covid was debilitating for everyone like yeah. i'm not trying to like woe is me sort of no, thing,
0: but, but for the music scene it's like it's what was left of it it's fucking killing off
1: yeah and like i feel for the bands who have spent money like like justice for the dam for example he went over yeah. to like america spent all this money on a full-length album come over here got everything ready to drop for it and then can't do anything like i'm not trying to yeah. say that our situation is worse than that but it's no. a bit different in the way that we're in the process of building that fan base like yeah. justice and yeah. all these other big bands have a fan base yeah, yeah you need to keep on putting music out to stay relevant and stuff but yeah. we're in that process of getting to that stage of a band where people yeah, actually yeah. oh this band's really band give before. a shit enough to buy stuff online so, yeah yeah and yeah, come yeah. out just gigs and like sweat it and we're up to that point where like we're going to drop an ep so people go this band's actually full, full sick and then everything yeah. gets ripped out so almost all that momentum you have leading to that moment, it's just gone. Yeah. Like, and it's no fault of our own. So it's a bitter pill to swallow, but I guess everyone's in the same boat. Yeah, like, Which is why I'm super grateful to blokes like yourself and a bunch of other podcasts who like allow the scene and bands to sort of yeah. be able to do stuff in the wake of no shows you know what i mean so it's content for everybody it's like you guys have something to share
0: i have something to share like and i'm in the same boat as you guys like i started my band in like end of 2019 in 2020 we started playing uh, i was like start of 2019 and uh middle of 2020 we started uh, last year yeah 2021 middle of 2021 we start playing shows and then it's like our first show gets announced cancelled next show gets announced moved I it's just that, man. It's fucking rough, <laughs> yeah. man. It's so it's rough. It's
1: the worst time to start an actual van. Like, yeah. I'm super grateful <laughs> we at least got a year and a half been to, yeah, yeah. to enjoy it in case it all falls apart. But, yeah. man, that's rough, hey? That's yeah. real rough. Yeah,
0: but Queensland government doesn't give a fuck anymore. They're just like, ah, if you get it, just stay home for a bit.
1: <laughs> I wish that's how it was. Like, that yeah. should be how it's handled everywhere. Yeah, like,
0: It's more like you're responsible for yourself and responsible for other
1: people. So don't be a dick.
0: This is kind of how yeah. it is up here now
1: treat everyone like adults and just fucking yeah. it's so funny man like not to go on a massive covid tangent but it's funny like how they make it out to be this big deal that if you like like i sleep with a fan on every night and have this yeah. habit of like kicking yeah. the sheet off and i'll wake Same. up with a dry throat or a simply <laughs> nose so yeah, every yeah. second day i'm like have i got something Like yeah. <laughs> or stay at home? Like, the
0: classic you're in the post office and you've got an itchy throat you cough and then someone's like you're like, yeah, like oh well, yeah well, I'm good i'm just thirsty <laughs> like settle down yeah
1: we were out of dinner once, and my missus made me laugh. While I was eating it, and I'm just coughing my lungs yeah. up. And yes. Everyone in this restaurant was yeah, like, yeah.
0: "Who is yeah. this?" Like, yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, go home, get a rat yeah. test, and fucking stay home just to be safe.
1: How are you? Yeah, not to go on a fucking massive COVID danger, but how are rat tests in Queensland? Like, if they have ever opened everything up to be like, look after yourselves, take it, like, take responsibility. Can you get them? Because oh. here, man, <laughs> no. yeah rarer than hands teeth yeah yeah
0: right. i've done two and then i was just like i found a place like 20 minutes away that does pcr drive throughs so yeah. if i'm feeling shit i'll just go there and it like takes half an hour yeah mm.
1: sick yeah fair enough yeah. probably yeah it probably takes longer than that to actually track one down so yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and you gotta fucking pay for it pcr tests are free
1: yeah man businessman
0: <laughs> yeah fucking big brain
1: <laughs> save 40
0: bucks and waste half an hour i'm cool with that
1: yeah. Oh, man, they sting you. That's yeah. crazy. It's fucking rough. But, dude, love playing Brizzy. We're super... Like Adam, We re- released a, a tour announcement a couple weeks ago yeah. and that's tentative on um, lockdowns and what we can do and if we can go in the state and stuff. But our last Queensland show, man, was fucking awesome. Hey, I hoping yeah. we can come back Like, because it was such a fun show. It's interesting that, like, since the start of COVID,
0: the Queensland scene has kind of taken the spot that the Sydney scene had, now the Sydney scene's died off a bit?
1: Yeah. Well, and, like, and Melbourne's that's the top that's, dog. Yeah. Mel- yeah. Melbourne's always been, like, pretty prolific in the yeah. Australian scene, I guess, just because they value their entertainment and culture and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Sydney was real good, but just because of the state government, how they've handled yeah. this whole COVID stuff, like, the, I would love to tell you, give you an update on how shows go, but every time we go to play a show in Sydney, yes, yeah, can so. Yeah, Brisbane, Brisbane is sick though. Like, yeah, I've seen videos. I think it was who was it? Was it Alpha Wolf played in Brisbane yes. recently. Yeah, or, they played and stuff, and it looked uh, yeah, yeah. packed, man. It, it, it was
0: fucking full. And um, I filled in for a friend of mine's band and played thy Art at the zoo. They announced yeah, it, it on Friday. Friday night, it was sold out.
2: Yeah, 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 I remember that awesome. one. They, they, yeah. they just sort of slapped together last minute. Yeah,
0: they were just like, even like 12.30 the next day, they hit up the band I was filling in for. And they're like, you guys want to play again? Because we played Cool and Gather the night before. And like 12.30 the day of, they're like, oh, you want to open? And we're like, fuck yeah, sick.
1: <laughs> yeah, I cancelled yeah. All my plans for that, man. That's yeah, like yeah. a bucket list band for me to play with. diet. Oh, yeah. It was what, so with what, what band were you filling in for? Isolation. No, yeah, yeah, they played with us on our last Brizzy yeah. one. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. so sick. They're
2: lovely. Boys. I love the, it. the last show was at the zoo as well.
0: Oh, oh fuck, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a like it's them. a good venue now. It, it used to be rough. Now they've got air conditioning. Oh, really? It is incredible.
2: Makes a
1: massive difference. Yeah, like man. I can't imagine being a vocalist and getting out there and there being no air con man. like I reckon That <laughs> would be the worst.
0: <laughs> the last time I played there, I was playing drums and they were like, Oh, we'll just open the windows. And I was like, Yeah cool <laughs> oh, that'll fix it it's like 34 degrees outside and yeah. it's been raining so cool i can't wait
1: bro when we got there last yeah. time so it was a bit of a, it was more of a death call package and heavy heavy dance it wasn't a mixed yeah. bill where you'd want to sit down and we walk in there and it was in the middle i can't remember which sort of covid sort of outbreak one of the many we've had is in the middle of that and we walk into the room and we're like this is actually a sick menu but they had tables and chairs set up oh, like, set yeah, up yeah. right yeah. in the pit there and we yeah. we're like that has to go because like yeah. they, had <laughs> sure. the couple, well, they had it there for the first couple they had it there for the first couple bands but I was like man i cannot do that we played one sit-down show yeah and it was the worst man are you playing like I'm, a school assembly or something i'm yeah. so glad it's, I've not played a sit-down show
2: it's it uh yes a bit different it wasn't as I I didn't think it was as bad As I was expecting, but I'd still rather not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, if it means I can play a show, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, When we got, because we drove all the way to Brisbane knowing that it was going to be a stand up show. Yeah, yeah. And there was going to be no seats and everything because that was your laws. And then to see all those seats were like, hang on. Yeah. what's going on here? Like, just get them the I fuck out of this there! Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, we we spoke to them and they're like, "Oh yeah, you can move them, but we're not moving them. It's up to you." Oh, yeah, okay.
0: I think we got told the same thing when we were there with Die Art. They were just like, "Ah, uh, we'll move some of them, but like, if they get moved, they get moved." And then yeah. by the time we played, there were no seats. Like, and the place was full all night. They watched the opening band, Isolation. The next band, which was Relica from Sydney. Um, and then Die the Art, and it was
2: crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, people that's are thirsty awesome, for man. it at the moment. That's the thing. Yeah, people want to go to shows. Yeah, we've been deprived sick. for two years. We've only had a handful here and there. Yeah, so what's
0: well, uh, what's best for the scene? I think people just getting out to shows and being safe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, fuck yeah! No, and you, awesome guys are, you guys, you guys doing the single thing as well? Like
1: just dropping singles, and then you did a three track as a single. Yep. Yeah. So as I said, man, like we plan things out. Like, well, because we've just had experience in being yep. in a band, right? So, well, as Jamie said, we we're doing that sort of under sort of stuff, had a bunch of songs written for that, saw the art, and we're like, fuck me, like, we missed the wrist, like, let's yeah. play something heavy again. And, like, it probably suits our skill set a bit more to do that sort of thing. Yep. So, when we started writing that, we wrote five songs and were like, how do we go about making these songs? work the best for us and have the most longevity so we we're like being a brand new band dropping a five track ep straight away you don't have that audience there to no. respond to it and yeah. even the people you do have that would listen to it would probably because everyone's got such a short attention spans these days they listen to it for maybe like two weeks and then they're on to the next thing so we've just totally. spent all this money on five songs that fucking probably will be relevant for maybe a month if yeah. That. Yeah. um so we we had the five songs we tracked it with our mate in newcastle and we we planned it so we dropped our first thing with a video before our first show to be like hey we're a band here's sort of what we're about we're playing a gig here dropped the second single um which was done again with our mate he mixed and mastered the first two um and that allowed us then to just keep on playing shows keep on being relevant we're still dropping music and it was a heavier song again too so it's you kind of feel like there's a progression there as well yeah releases even though they were written at the same time and then Similar to that with the progression thing, we'd done the three track as per the other two. They were all written at the same time, but then we sent those to Lance Prank in Melbourne, who does like Alf Wolf and stuff like that. Incredible work. Yeah. Huge, man. Like he has, yeah. like he's just the first mix that he gave us back for the three track when we sent it to him. this isn't to knock the first two singles we did because we were yeah. stoked with them at the time. Yeah, yeah. The difference in that, man, when like I heard the first revision, which was just the first rough mix. Yeah. And I was like, nearly fell over. Hey, I was yeah. like, this is how <laughs> I heard it when like we were recording it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so we did, we, we dropped that and that got us to a point, man, where we were playing, as I said, like before, like sold out shows, international tour supports, like yeah. and those five songs that would have been a flash in the pan for maybe like a month sustained yeah. us for a year. You know what I mean? While we're writing other stuff and playing gigs in the back. And yeah. so we're able to do that. And then, we planned that out really well. 2020, we were meant to do an EP and we were writing for it. The wheels fell off everything. And pretty much from there, we're like, shit, we'll do a single and put it out on Slam Worldwide. Yeah. Um, it's going really well for us. Like, how many views
2: are we getting every day, James? I think like we hit, like, we hit 50K views on sort of the Earth in a month. And I was like... Uh, <laughs> Nothing, nothing like that that we've dropped has ever been like that. So I was like, "This is, well, this is awesome!" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never experienced it like we're that in before. In the algorithm,
1: like, they're oh, yeah, turning yeah, out, yeah, yeah. And, and that was the point. Of putting and, on something like Slam Worldwide,
2: yeah. And um, then it got slapped with an age restriction. Oh no! <laughs> it hit a fucking brick wall, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's only got a few views, like a few thousand views after that. Yeah, yeah, and once you age restrict something, like it doesn't pop up for people, you have yeah, to yeah. physically search for it. But yeah, so yeah, it sort of put the brakes on that one, but still, I was still soaked with how that one t- sort of turned out. Yeah, yeah, and um, so that's why we dropped the um new song on there as well. What a track! Because we're like, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, man. Fucking so the
1: point with the point with Salt was, was we couldn't play shows. We're like, we'll just put something out. We'll put it on this channel that's got, like, more of an international reach. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine. And then when it was working, dude, like, it was it was something we could do out, like, we could put out while we're inactive with gigs that yeah, yeah. help sustain us as a band and still help us grow. And then, as I was saying, like, we were just kicking all these goals in the first year and a half. COVID was the first dead end. We put it on Slam Worldwide and getting age restricted was the second dead yeah. end. Like was like that sucks it just overnight everything just stopped did, and we're yeah. like like shit what do we do do we still go on with this ep that we're not going to be able to tour off of what do we do and we just kept on getting tours cancelled shows cancelled We yeah. were like look let's just write out this covid stuff sit tight and then um almost start from scratch again similar to how we released a couple singles in that three yeah. track initially so the beautiful agony is the first of like the sort of I know it sounds corny, but sort of like rebirth of this in the way that it's like, so we're leading up to the EP, we're getting that hype back up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some sort of relevancy. So the thing has been really well received, man. It's been really cool. Happy to get that out. We played it live heaps. It's been ready to go for
2: ages, man. We recorded it March last year, I think it was, like around then. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did a video for it around June. I think yeah. uh so yeah, we've been sitting on it for a while, waiting for a good opportunity to drop it and restrictions kept coming back in and shows yeah, yeah. kept getting so we're like, oh well let's just hold out until the new year and hope that twenty twenty-two is gonna be a better year.
0: Yeah. Well but hopefully for we'll, everybody. Yeah,
2: time will tell, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well fuck, that's crazy. That's so sick. I feel like that was a lesson I learned like the hard way as well. Like my first band we put out a five track and it was like yeah, that's cool. And then, like two months later, we're playing Lismore to like four people. One of them was outside, came back and complained about missing our set. And I was like, "You missed a bud. Not doing it again." Yeah, like,
1: yeah. <laughs> fuck you. And, um, but yeah, like, yeah. all that, all that stuff, literally, just comes with like experience and yeah. trial and error. Honestly, yeah, you've got to like, go through it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, man, excited. We've been spending a lot of the time behind the scenes writing, and the stuff that we're writing now is dumb heavy like <laughs> we start like the first couple of songs were us to sort of trying to find our sound i think we we started hitting it a lot with salt and then yeah. this new song we wanted it we wrote because it's fast it's heavy it's kind of like salt we we're about to head off on that tour where we last played brisbane and yeah. we wanted and the other bands were all fast and heavy and we wanted to do something that would translate well live and man this this song is so good. Like last time we played Newcastle, someone suplexed another person. Yes. Like, <laughs> That's really like, yeah. Dude. We're like, yeah. Okay. So this song's working. So we've sort of found our stride now. We've got a bunch of songs written yeah, uh, like up our sleeve that we're just, it, it should be a big year for us. Touchwood, like everything oh, yeah. ending. So it hasn't been wasted time, but it is so frustrating when you're seeing other bands releasing songs that you know that you're sitting on songs that are better and they're getting more opportunity or they're getting more notice. But it's like at the same time, it's like we're just going to pick our moment and come out swinging.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's probably better in the long run to like find when there's like a sort of a gap in like the scene where nobody's putting out anything really. And then you can be like, here's a fucking single
1: and it fucking slaps. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. The The only thing that makes me a bit nervous is that A lot of bands have been writing behind the scenes. You know what I mean? A lot of bands have been putting in their hours and doing all that sort of stuff. So everyone's had two
2: years, two years to work out like exactly what works for a song. Yeah. Like some of the songs that we've been sitting on, we've gone back eight months later and been like, oh, we'll tweak this and tweak this and make it better again. Yes, yeah, definitely. So I think everyone's had that time now to tweak everything to death. Yeah. And release good music. So, hopefully, it's a year of good music releases. Yeah. The hard thing I can, with that absolutely. is, like, as
1: Jamie touched on, like, we've had these songs up our sleeve for ages. You can get demo itis where you listen to songs so many times yeah. that you, you can't tell if you like it anymore. You can't tell yeah. if certain parts hit as hard as they should. Yeah. You
0: convince yourself that, that they're
1: trash. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. That was a long time there, too. Like, once we got a beautiful agony back, the final mix for that, as, a, as we said, we we're sitting on that for ages.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm sure, man, you're the exact same. When do you get like new music back? You froth phrase, you're like, yeah, sorry, yeah. Oh, fuck, it for fuck, Yeah. Yeah. And then it just sort of become a bit numb to me. But yeah, I revisited it again before we released it. And I was like, actually, this slaps. And then when we released it and hearing everyone's reactions and seeing all these like random people overseas, like put out breakdowns on TikTok, saying it's the heaviest breakdown yeah, of like yeah. 2022 already, <laughs> yeah. or like making meme videos with like parts of our song in it, or seeing that dude suplex someone live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like, Oh, this actually is a good song. Like I've yeah, kind of yeah. forgotten about it. Like yeah. you listen to it and appreciate it as a snapshot in time being like, this was sick when we wrote it. But yeah, you come become numb to it to so seeing people's reactions, man. It, it's a good feeling because yeah. you, you do start doubting yourself. So yeah. and like it's same just with these demos. That, yeah, same with yeah. these demos that we've been sitting on for ages. And I'm sure every band, yourself included, yeah. are the exact same oh. that you listen to something too many times and it's just you're not sure of it, yeah. You get too close to your own project and you're like, Oh, I don't know anymore 100%. But yeah. these new songs, man, that we've got like, I think because we've refined them so many times, they are awesome. We've gone lower in yeah. tuning, but we haven't gone lower and slower. We've gone lower and faster, know, like, yeah. it's more catchy, more structured, and stuff like that. I think we've spent a lot of this time not just finding our sound, but actually writing good songs in regards yeah. to like not just heavy, heavy 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 to the end like yeah working on structure and spending that time to sort of experiment probably wouldn't be the right word but more just like refine yeah you hear about bands and i don't know are you one of those guys when you write music you write a million songs or do you just like focus on a couple when
0: you i'll them? focus on one at a time because if i do more than one i'll be like taking parts from one and putting it in the other and then like hybriding just like a fucking riff city piece of shit
1: yeah 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 and man we're, we're guilty of that too we are guilty of that too and you hear bands like we're really close with um diamond construct we've seen okay, yeah. jamie and i's old band we toured with them we did our first tour with them we've always been really close with them our yeah. last show actually was supporting those guys in New York. We've, we've always been really good mates and yeah. just as you do like spending time in the band and just time together over the years you sort of see how their dynamic as a band and how like and i'm only just using them as an example i'm sure yeah. there's plenty of other bands who operate like this as well they write like 40 songs you know what i mean yeah and like that's like we'll pick these ones and refine these ones where it's like I, it's probably because i don't have the brain capacity to <laughs> come up with 40 songs or something yeah. but it's like i find with us like we found this thing where we write we might write like a couple of songs and we'll spend time just really tweaking them and making yeah. them the best they can and By doing that, instead of trying to figure out like writing a million songs and then just picking the best ones, but like picking a bunch of songs and then refining those on like structure-wise, like dynamic-wise, like breakdown patterns and just how making things hit certain ways. Like we've made these, although we've only had a couple of songs, like I feel like we're getting to the point where these songs, although they're only demos at the moment, are the best versions of these songs that possibly can be, which is... So, yeah, but at the same time, too, when you hit the wall and you've only got a couple of songs there, you kind of like, fuck, I wish I had another 30 to choose yeah. from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think it's kind of like a double edged sword, really, because like you're honing in on these handful of songs that like you're just investing all of yourself into, opposed to like spreading yourself thin with like hundreds of fucking songs. But on the other side, you have hundreds of songs to pick from. Yeah.
2: yeah. And it's, it's got to be one good one in there.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, so. The The way that we write is pretty, like, the the new stuff, at least, is pretty collaborative. Like, we all get in a room. We all, like, work on it. Yeah, yeah, And it's funny, like, most of this new one, I had most of the stuff for it, but this last breakdown was just getting to me, and I've listened to it too many times. i tried to figure it out too many times. Jamie, who can't even play guitar, just comes into the writing session. He's like, this is how that breakdown pattern has to go, and he's tapping it out. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as we, I heard it, I was like, yep. Yeah. That's it. And that's the breakdown that's getting put in memes and stuff. Yeah, like
0: fuck that. yeah. And he can't,
1: he can't even play guitar. And it's yeah. just like, man, <laughs> he, he, he come into the writing session with a completely clear mind, like completely yeah, yeah. like no preconceptions that this is how the breakdown's got to go. He's like, no, nah, it needs to hit like this. And as yeah. soon as we all heard it, we're like, you're
2: right. That's yeah.
0: it. Breakdowns are fucking hard, man.
2: They're so hard.
0: To do there's something It's some, the
2: simple things in life that you get tripped up on. Yeah. For sure, the
0: simple things. (laughs) You just need to go open, open, gallop, open. But what pattern does it go in? Yeah,
2: that's That's the hard part. That's the fucking hard part. Like, you get a you get a riff in, and you're like, oh yeah, slap a blast beat over it. We're done. Yeah,
0: Yeah. mine Mine. is two step opposed to blast beat. Yeah, I'm the same thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Not not to give like our secrets away. We've used this formula a fair bit with our new stuff. That it's like for a breakdown to hit is hard, and there's so many bands, not just local, but a lot of this is what trips a lot of local bands up with their breakdowns is that they don't understand dynamics. Like they'll like have something that just sounds like the breakdown with a similar group and then add the breakdown in or just like a massive build up and then the breakdown. Sometimes if you have like something real sporadic and then just like then drop it, like it feels like it's building up the things. Whereas like, I think like we've, we've spent so much time now writing and stuff. We've really figured out the secret for like, Making heavy. a breakdown here. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. You. Sick. Fuck yeah, one that's
0: one. The other. Yeah. So like, opposed to just like, structurally building it, so like the tone starts to like, come up and then you drop it, you just like, punch it along and then, boof, straight, like hard left. Yeah. yeah why not? Because,
1: <laughs> yeah, especially like, <laughs> people they feel they're like playing... they're slapped in the head. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> And that's it. That's, yeah. that's exactly Whiplash. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly it. Like, just something that just smacks you in the face, which is like what you want to break down to do, essentially.
2: Yeah.
1: So yeah. We, we've, we've been working, man, and we've found, we found things that like have just sort of, like not just fit our songs, but you, like little tips that like when we're writing another song, we use that same sort of, and it sounds completely different, but we use yeah. that same sort of theory yeah. in, in the practice, man. And it's like, I can't wait for you to hear all the new stuff, man. Yeah, it's it's, like, yeah. it's <laughs> so good not to piss in my own pocket, but yeah. It's mad. It's no, so, it's, 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 it's in his own yeah. <laughs> I, I, love it. I, love, I love doing it.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, it's good to have like that confidence in your own project because, like, I've said it thousands of times. Nobody's gonna give a fuck about your band more than you. So, like, yeah, if definitely. you don't believe in your own band, why should anybody
1: else?
2: Yeah, exactly. For sure, man. I, For sure, I, I think, agree. Uh, yeah, I
1: think there's a like a fine line between confidence and arrogance, right? Yeah. Like, if you're putting time money and effort and like every time you write a song there's a bit of you in there like you know what i mean it's anything that you create right like whether it's a house whether it's a fucking song whether it's like you cook dinner for someone there's like a bit of an emotional investment in there and it's like so if you're doing that you should be able to back yourself as you said and should be able to be like i i rate us as as a band i I rate this song like i froth this you know what i mean i think where it starts going into arrogance is when there's no real respect for everyone else. And yeah, I yeah, feel like, so for example, you, you could put us on any show and I know that we will crush it because we put the time in to work there and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. make sure that when we get to the show, we're the best version of us that we could be. And like yeah. when it comes to releasing songs, we make sure the song is the best version. And so we should be able to be like, fuck you, yeah, man, like, West We're here. a good band. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, the, the respect thing is where it, you start going into arrogance, where you start getting a bit of an ego and yeah. stuff like that. So fine line, but as you said, man, you should back yourself one hundred percent.
0: No, that's a that's like a, a responsible, sensible mentality to have. Like going into a show, being like, "This is the best version of us. We are not to say that." No other band is allowed to crush Like all bands should crush Because high Tides raise all ships So without well, yeah. like exactly Every band killing Then like nobody's going to give a fuck If every band plays like shit So like yeah, yeah. I fuck yeah. with that heavily Believe in yourself But also believe in your scene Yeah like... You
1: exactly. don't want to walk I mean, out like, on stage wrong, like
2: if Not think... confident in what you're uh, doing as well Like yeah, Because yeah. it shows as well So Yeah If you're going out there being like Yeah let's fucking crush this you're yeah. probably going to crush it to an extent anyway. Yeah, yeah. We all have our off yeah. nights, but yeah. uh yeah, if you have that mentality, at least, you know, uh you're halfway there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. and I, I think, as I said, where the confidence and the arrogance thing comes in, like, is like if you rock up to a show and you absolutely crush it and then you don't watch any other band or you're just walking around, like, with your head up your ass the whole yeah. night, like, and not, and like this, like not even like watching another band, not supporting anyone, not yeah. taking the time to talk to anyone. To your like rock star mentality, yeah. that's when that sort of line starts like yeah, it tilting into like the area. Yeah. And then, the then people
0: start talking shit when you're not around.
1: They're like, "That guy's a fucking yeah. dick," like "Fuck that guy. bro," and like yeah. you, people notice. Without dropping names. Yeah. I won't put you on the spot, but I'm sure with like in this conversation, there's probably two or three blokes that you can think of where you're like, "Yeah, I know a, girl, a guy like that," yeah. or "I've seen." Like <laughs> yeah, that,
0: so I've seen. Like, it happens, man. It
1: happens a lot yeah yeah
0: but like they get weeded out i guess when their band stops progressing
1: yeah so yeah it's it happens a lot i think like yeah I, I, we all make concerted efforts to make sure that that's not us i feel like there are times where like people would probably see that like the confidence the wrong way but i feel like if you are spending time to like watch other people's bands talk yeah. to people at shows like support other people within the same it's people like yourselves or the promoters yeah. the sound guys like other bands whoever it is like you, you can weed them out like you said like you can kind of tell people who are just who back what they do yeah. or think that they're better than everyone yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, i suppose it happens sure. with everything with yeah. every field though man like yeah. creatively professionally like you know, it's just people i guess just be nice yeah, like yeah. I'm a I'm a better vocalist than Jamie, but he'll never admit it.
0: No, I
2: won't. <laughs>
1: Sick.
2: I think. Man, I am shocked. I don't want soul. him to get an ego. So, um, yeah, bro. There's been times when he hasn't rocked
1: up to Prague, and like we know the songs back to is Like, fuck it, all yeah. do the vocals tonight, man. And I can even hear myself through the speakers. Like, yeah. oh, it's bad. It's bad.
0: <laughs> so good.
2: They've never filmed it for me. Not oh, once. Has they been never time- filmed it for me?
0: I hope they do. There's been times I go to like, cause I do backing vocals in my band and I'll like go to check my mic and I'll literally scream and it comes out like shit. And then I'm just like, it's not going to fucking sound like that. Like I promise it's not going to sound like that when we get
2: going. Uh, yeah. Look, um, as the older I've got, the more I've realized warming up goes a massive way. Oh, like
0: I'm too self-conscious.
2: Yeah. Like what warming up your voice you're good. Like, um, I remember like back in shows back in the day, I used to just rock up on stage, belt it out and be like, why can't I talk? Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's why, because you just rocked up, belted it out and then disappeared. And but if you actually warm up, look after yourself, like I love driving onto us. So if I just, uh, yeah. I, I shotgun driving. So I don't need to talk to people that way. I can just sort of yeah. zone it out. Does. It does. It's like this thing where <laughs> we play a
1: show and like say... We're on a run of shows and we're, we're driving halfway to the next venue and we'll camp out somewhere or do something like that just so the next yeah. day isn't as big. And, like, he got, drives hours after a gig and he will not talk to anyone. Like, he just yeah. put music on and we're just yeah. there, just like all drunk just hanging out. Yeah. And he's just, like, yeah. stone cold. Yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it works. Like, it, you, you find things that work for you. I, it's, I wouldn't be able to do it. I get too excited. You give me two Scooies. And yeah. that's me for <laughs> the rest of the night. <laughs> Sick.
0: Fuck yeah, cool. This has been a fucking great chat. It's
1: Thanks, been man. good to
0: have a chat. Fuck yeah. Well, do you guys want to get into your top five favorite bands before we like? well, I don't even need to ask this question because we're went really into it. Favorite on albums. So fuck me, I'm an idiot. Um, we'll get into your top five favorite bands and then hit socials for everything and shut it down. Yeah, right. Sounds
1: yeah. sounds good. Go, oh, Jamie. Fire away. Oh, don't you put me on the keep spot. Him, so. Keep them heavy. It's a heavy podcast. So <laughs> heavy Doesn't have oh, no, to be heavy.
0: The one I did last no. night. Lewis Capaldi gotta, was brought up, and I loved that. You got to keep it real, Dan. That's a no.
2: kid, sweet answer. Yeah, it can be so, honest as well. So, oh, I might struggle to think of five off the top of my head, but there's always two, which okay. is Breaking Benjamin and Job for a Cowboy. Oh, yes. So that, yeah, that shows my, uh, <laughs> what a dichotomy. that basically that basically shows my taste of music right there. Yeah. yeah. Um. um I put Casey up there as well. Okay. Casey is another yeah. band that I can always listen to. Uh, and another two. Breaking Bad is me. wild though. Yeah, right? Right.
0: That's 100%. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they're sick, but uh, like they kind of fall into like a lower than nickelback territory. I feel like if people no, do they're talk much about better it. They're than just nickelback. Like, oh yeah. Like musically and vocally better than nickelback, yeah. but
2: yeah. Definitely, their last two albums haven't been as good as their like their first four, but yeah, I, I can still listen to it and not hate it. Okay, so it goes a long way, but yeah, their first four albums are incredible. Fuck yeah. Um, and then, yeah, job for a cowboy, Casey. I, I'm struggling to think of another two. I <laughs> there's always a couple that I always just go back to all the time, and those three are pretty much always the ones where if I'm just scrolling through Spotify having yeah, yeah. no fucking idea what I want to chuck on, those three are a safe bet,
0: yeah. So sick,
1: yeah, All right.
2: Top three. Well, <laughs> I'll give you top
1: five and bear with me. I'll give you context when I say All it, right. not so much for your sake, but more so I can justify it to myself. Okay, I'll, <laughs> otherwise, I'll struggle with <laughs> it. So we'll, we'll go Slipknot, probably being yeah. like the most influential for me, like from a young age. And as we're saying before, man, I can chuck on. I'll. we'll go the first four albums because, like. The Killing Name and stuff like that yeah. on uh, on
0: and last Paul Gray and last Joey album. That yeah, is true. Yeah so, like, yeah. yeah, so like there are still some pops on there.
1: Yeah, so I'll be honest, I don't really listen to the newer albums. I always go back to them. So yeah. like those those early albums, man, I could put them on at any time and be still be like, I'm never not in a Slipknot mood. So yeah, we'll go Slipknot. We're um, also
0: all those four albums, Are albums you can listen to cover to cover every time.
1: Yeah, Definitely. 100, yeah, 100%. So Slipknot, I know that's probably, and that's probably what a lot of people say, but not as
0: many as you now. think.
1: Well, they're all wrong, though. Yeah, there's Slipknot. lots of Lincoln Park,
0: <laughs> lots of Lincoln Park.
1: Yeah, dude. Which like I say, Lincoln Park, but I don't go, they're not my go-to. Like, I'd go to. Like I go to Slipknot. So yeah. very influential for me as a kid, but like I, I just couldn't put them in there. I'd be robbing a bunch of other bands. I'll say, um, I'll go via, like, and similar again not to sound like a gatekeeper or fucking that but not so much the newer albums like pretty much up to dear desolation and new, okay. and that even then i started sort of like they're getting a bit too they've got a formula now and all their songs are like the same formula okay. but *Die art dude got it pretty much with the the catalyst for the wandering we saw him live i've yeah. seen him live before but it was just they're the kings of like yeah. the best. they're so good um yeah. I'll say Justice for the dam because they're probably the, the up-and-coming band. that, Even though they're, they're massive here, they're, yeah. every time I see them, I'm just like nuts. And so I saw them on their last couple of shows. They played a Sydney show and they played a minute and a half of a new song and it is fucking nuts. So I'm going to preemptively get in there and say Justice for the Damned before yeah, they yeah. are. <laughs> Will they blow up. Um, yeah, I'll say... Early North Lane, like okay. discoveries like. Um, A good North Lane. Yeah. Let's it, be real. Although Existence, and what was their second album called? Uh, Singularity. Yeah, Singularity. Yeah. Singularity, because yeah. around this time that I was doing my first band, they were the biggest band in Australia. And yep. it just, man, like, I don't think if they didn't release that album and they weren't doing as good as what they would have done, I probably would have not been as interested in music as i no. come out of high yeah. school. I probably would have Fizzled out with that So I'll say That's that um, They're probably
0: the most Influential
1: Australian band To modern metal 100%, Definitely. 100% Since Parkway so, And Prom Queen Yeah But man I'm gonna have to like I'm, I'm going down Like a nostalgia trip here But <laughs> these, these are all things That have really stuck with me As a guitarist yeah, yeah. And a musician. early architects Okay Like Like early, The Clean album No So we'll go We'll go um Ruin We'll okay. go because. In high school, man, I, the breakdown in always was the first sub drop I ever heard. Okay. and <laughs> So that one is always on the 60s. It's like, it's like, dun dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. Boom. And I was just like, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. Hollow, hollow Crown and stuff. It's oh, great. Amazing. Yeah. Um, here and now, not so much. That's the, the play one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other albums yeah. after that was still real sick. Um, yeah. yeah. Newer, newer stuff I've fallen off the bandwagon With that and Not heaps into it So yeah. was that Slipknot By uh, Justice North Wayne, Justice And Architect So we'll That's run with it That means Like there's, there's a bunch of other bands That I, I really do fuck with And stuff like that But If you want to talk about Influences and stuff That I yeah. Always come yeah. back to Or just Have Had a big impact Those are the ones Definitely
0: Fuck okay, yeah cool And then socials for everything Your guys Personals And the band And
1: things to look out
0: for
1: you can go glassy <laughs> yeah right eh? so um you can find the wandering on most social medias we're not on tiktok and stuff like
2: that but our yeah. breakdowns are so it's just, TikTok the is on an Yeah, analogy, yeah. Right?
1: yeah i don't I'd, want
2: to get it i i've got enough socials as it is instagram Damn. and facebook that's more than enough that music
0: gets well. pulled off there all the time. I'll put up a video, like a playthrough I've fucking filmed and edited. And I'm like, oh, here's our song. And they're like, no, nah, that song's not yours. And I'm like, I wrote it. What do you yeah. mean it's not mine? Like, I literally put this on the internet.
1: Yeah, look, I know it's probably yeah. a bad yeah. business move on our end, but we're not on TikTok. Facebook, yeah. The Wandering. Instagram, yeah. The Wandering AU. Um, Jamie, what's your Instagram? Uh, Jamie, yeah, bro. Sick. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I'm I think I'm pretty basic on Jordan Glass underscore. You go to our wandering Instagram, you'll find it all. That's yeah. all, um, yeah. OnlyFans, big bopper69. If you're interested,
2: <laughs> all the ba- all the band boys get a free subscription though, so we're lucky, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To <laughs> Just very lucky,
0: free showing of the peanut gallery, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can I, do re- I, I, t- I take requests. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, that was so sick uh, thanks guys
1: appreciate uh, thank you You're a legend.
0: done for another week huge thank you to jordan and jamie super funny guys super easy to talk to i love it when that happens like when i'm talking to people that are just so easy to talk to so yeah i hope you had as much fun listening to this as i had recording this i've got some banger episodes coming up this is like the first of like some Some really fucking sick ones. Um, Next week's going to be fucking sick too. But yeah, like I said in the intro, go listen to A Beautiful Agony by The Wandering. It's a fucking sick song and it's available wherever you listen to music. So go listen to that. And go hunt them down on all social media platforms. Check them out. They're fucking sick. And if you like what I'm doing over here with the podcast, please share it. Like, tell a friend I say it every single fucking week. Share the podcast. It's the only way this thing grows is if people know about it. And um, you help with that if you tell people. So then you're just as much a part of the heavy sweater community as I am. We're all in, we are all in this together and I'm not going to sing that with a melody because I don't want to get sued by Disney. So yeah, check out heavy sweater on Facebook and Instagram at heavy sweater podcast. Next Sunday, the 13th of February though, my band Shokan have a show and we're playing Vinny's Dive Bar with Disgust, Ocean Shores and Hang 'em High. And I'll be playing guitar from now on. Woohoo! Um, yeah. We decided we want to expand Shokan into a five-piece, so if I'm bringing someone into the band that I started, uh, then I'm going to be playing the riffs that I wrote on guitar. So, yeah, we're bringing in a bass player. Come check him out. He's going to be fucking sick. His name's Luke. But, yeah, come out to the show. It's a midday show. Should be really fun. Uh, If you're listening to this part of the podcast... Thank you for sticking with me for this long. And also thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm just a guy that's trying to put out content based around the one thing in this world that I care about more than anything. Um, And that's heavy music. It's the only thing that I've ever really given a shit about. Um, The thing that made me different from everybody else from when I was 11, when I first heard The Used, and that's why I love The Used so much, um, to now. And everything in between that there's been people that didn't understand it and never never really wanted to try and understand it and what it meant to me but um yeah thank you for listening and I hope that you've discovered some fucking really cool Australian bands from listening to the podcast or just listen to some bands that you never thought you'd give a try but you hear it being spoken about on the podcast and you listen to them from there um so yeah I just want to say thank you and look out for each other and look after each other because um, the heavy music community is a beautiful thing when it's a beautiful thing. So come back next week for a new episode of the heavy sweater podcast. Thank you. <laughs>